Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Butterfly Talk. This is the monthly radio show podcast that focuses on education about epidermal bullosa, understanding, support, tips, and general information about EB. My name is Sylvia. I'm your host, and I'm also an EB mom. My son, Nikki, is 19 years old and has the recessive dystrophic form of EB. Um, uh, uh, today's guest is Dennis Vaness. Vaness. Hi, Dennis. Hey, how you doing? Good, good. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you for joining us. How are you today? Thank you. Very good. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate the invite. Sure. Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. Well, I have been, um, I am married with four children. My children are Sarah is 17, Katie is 16, and my sons, Matthew, are 15 and 11. I um, I have been a special (laughs) educator for the last 22 years. I work at, uh, currently I work at South High Community School in Worcester, Mass, where we have, I oversee the special ed department, and we have just about 260 special needs students of all different uh, disabilities, students that are included in the regular classrooms, um, students that are sub-separate, and we have a, we have a, a life skill program, a functional life skill program in a severe classroom as well. And in addition okay. to that, I am uh, I run the Student Success Center at Anna Maria College in Paxson, Mass., where I, I did my undergraduate, and I'm also an adjunct professor. Wow, a lot of stuff going on there. Yeah, now, and after, um, I, these... after, I, after I finish yeah, up tonight, I'll actually be speaking about epidermolysis bullosa in my class. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much for doing that. So how did you get involved with EB Awareness? Well, it's interesting. My About three years ago, I published my first book, two books, and they were called Stand Tall Against Bullying and I'm Special Too. The book I'm Special Too is uh, one of my messages is I've been teaching. At that point, I was teaching about 16 years at the college level, and many of my students would ask at times what, you know, they want to know what students can't do. And my message is always that we have to accent the unique qualities of a child and talk about what they can do so that we can help them feel good about themselves. So I wrote a book, I Am Special Too, and all the students figure out is it's a child with cerebral palsy and he's in a wheelchair. That's it. And the book basically goes through every page they highlight the special things he does. And what I want children to understand is even though the child's in a wheelchair, he's just like you are. So... It's interesting. The Katnick Bookseller in Westboro, Mass. I'm at a book signing. It's my very first book signing, and as an author, I think you know one of your worst fears is that you write a book and nobody wants it, or that you go yeah. to a book signing and nobody comes. So I'm standing there yeah. for 15 minutes and nobody comes, and I'm like, oh, this isn't going that well. And after 15 <laughs> minutes, this little boy comes in with his mother. He's sitting in a wheelchair, and the wheelchair, his seats propped up a little bit. He's sitting on a cushion. And his name is Ryan Summers. And I believe Ryan was yeah. five at the time. And, and Ryan comes over to me and he says, uh, hey, he's smiling from ear to ear. And, I, I mean, I made eye contact with him. And obviously I'm ecstatic not only to have somebody come over, but he's a oh. quite engaging young man. So he comes over and he says, do you write that book about me? And I said, why do you say that? He said, well, I'm, I'm kind of a special guy. I'm like, you're a special guy. And we, he, he sat with me and we're kind of telling jokes. And he's a funny kid. And Ryan has epidermal isosbulosa. And uh, I knew nothing about it at the time. 
so it's funny, right? We we he stayed for most of the signing, had conversations with his mother, uh, Denise Summers, and we chatted about it about E B and uh shortly afterwards he leaves and uh I the mother reaches out to me uh, online and social media and you know, and she says, Can we meet? And uh a couple nights later we met and uh you know her question she was even going to ask me is if I would have interest in writing a children's book to spread awareness about EB. And oh, I was wow. going to ask her the same question if I, I if I could do that. So we both had the same idea coming from two different perspectives. Uh, so Denise and I had a conversation, yeah. and within the week the project started. Wow, that's awesome! So that's how the idea for the for the for the book started. Now, what is your biggest inspiration and hope for your book or your books? Well, especially the one for EB. Well, there's all books. All the books that I write, and right now focus on uh, everyone belongs, is that every child um, that they feel good about themselves. And yeah. as a special educator, one of the I've recognized those things over the years. First of all, children sometimes have troubles interacting with individuals that have a disability, and a couple reasons. Number one, they don't understand the nature of the disability. And number two, they don't know how to interact with the individual who has a disability. So my, the goal of the book is we educate people about EB is to understand that Ryan is, you know, as cool as you or I are. And he's a really yeah. good kid, and he has so many strengths and, and the, all those things. But at the same time, we educate them about the EB so they know what's going on. So, I, you know, I know since the book uh, published a few years ago, you know, Ryan brings it into school. He shares it with his class. And I, and I know other EB parents that I've talked to throughout the country and even the world that have purchased yeah. the book. They've done, the, they've done the same thing where they bring it. And, I, and I've gotten some really good feedback. And, you know, the thing is, you know, so the goal is that that child feels comfortable. But not only that child, but the other children in the classroom do as well because, I mean, kids are young. I mean, I, I, yeah. I met Ryan at five. And I could imagine the five-year-old uh, just sitting there walking into a classroom and asking questions. And that's the great thing about books is children are curious and it creates conversations with the parents where they can talk about something and get things out. And I, I, and I think it's healthy. I think it's great that I hear, like you just said, that the parents bring the book to school because um, I was encouraged back when Nikki started first grade uh, to go in and, and talk about EB on the first day of school because it can be cruel if they don't know well, what it is, what's going on. And so if I go in and explain it, make sure they know, you know, he's just like you. He likes Blue's Clues too. Of course, this was many, many years ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he started, you know, first grade. And uh, and then I would open it up for questions, you know, what, you know, what um, what questions do you have for me about EB? And then they would come in, all, and it was really cute. And it's so important. Um, and Nikki had nothing but great stuff. You know, um, no nobody ever treated him badly at elementary school, and I probably I'm sure that has something to to do with that. So now, on that note, what do you wish was different in our society that could help EB patients? Well, you know, some of the things that I hear, you know. At first, I understand it's very costly. A lot of the medical needs, and you know, just and not, and I'm not even just talking about our country. I, I talk to some people online in their countries; they don't even have the the pads, you know, the appropriate medical um, supplies that um, all the children need. And that's some of the questions people have asked me, and it just 
it floors me. I mean, so that's number one that, that, that there's appropriate and sufficient uh, supplies for everybody. Um, you know, making making sure the parents and families have supports because it is a lot to deal with, and um, that there's there's people that support the, the families. And you know, and sometimes you know when it, when a child's afflicted with something, you know, initially people are always there, but then as time goes on that wears off sometimes and the parents are still there kind of, you know, they're on their own. So making right. sure that there's consistent, consistent support, not only there, but in just, you know, and even ongoing education in the schools, buddy, B, because, you know, it, where it is rare and children come in the classroom, making sure the teachers have plenty of knowledge about it. Yes, absolutely. Now, how has getting involved in EB awareness changed your life? Well, you know, I I love working with children with all different uh, disabilities, and I, you, you know, you you just you learn, you know, through Ryan in particular. I've met other children with EB. They're just they're just like you or I. But I, yeah. what I realize is, you know, they have so many obstacles and challenges that they have to deal with, and you know, you sit there at night sometimes, and you you know, you think about some of the things you complain about in life. You know, if yeah. it, it, you know, it, you have it pretty good, and you never yeah. know sometimes. I mean, it's you know, it's it's sure. just. I mean, I just think sometimes, like if I, you know, you scratch your skin or whatever, and this is what you know it hurts. This is what these children deal with, and children and adults deal with on a daily basis. And yeah. it's you know, I I think they're all little heroes. And, you know, and I'll say in particular, Ryan, I've known him for three years now, and I've never heard the kid complain. He always has a smile, and he's had a lot of ups and downs. But he always always stays positive. And, you know, at a young age, I think that's very difficult to do. And, you know, I've never heard him say, you know, poor me or whatever. And and you learn learn a lot about somebody's strengths. And, you know, I think it, you know, through that, it challenges you to be a better person. You know, you, like I said, when you're looking, you, you want to complain because you have a cold or a flu or something. And that, that's small potatoes compared to the obstacles and challenges that they have to deal with. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me about all your other books that you have out there. All right. The, um, right so I published six books. Um, the first, I, I told you a little bit about I Am Special, too, about a little boy named Marty, that yeah. where we accent his unique qualities and it's. It's a really nice book that lets what I do, and I go out and talk in schools, and I talk with children a lot about the book, and I read it. And the goal by the end is I really want the children to identify. We stop every page, like Marty goes to the zoo. Who likes the zoo? We talk about it. And they get to see by the end of the book that they have a lot in common with Marty, and they're alike. And as I've taught throughout the years in school, and you have 30 different children sitting in front of you in a classroom, and they're all staring at each other, I do the same thing with them. As I say, hey, what are your interests? And we talk about things. And, you know, then all of a sudden, oh, they both like baseball, and now children start to realize they're on the same playing field. So that's the goal behind I Am Special, too. Um, I work at a high school, and there's a movie that came out, a documentary that came out probably three or four years ago called Bully. And it went nationwide, and I think like three million people watched it in schools. And as I sit there watching, I say, you know, I'd actually like to write something for children on bullying. So the book I wrote is Stand Tall Against Bullying. And okay. the message behind the book, you know, really, it kind of makes you feel bad because 
you realize, realize how mean and cruel some kids can be at times. And what we do through the – we try to teach children five different strategies to, to, if they, they're confronted by a bully. And so when I talk to kids, we go through the book, you know, you know, walking away. I mean, there's one point in the book where it says uh, two wrongs don't make a right, you know, trying to get into a fight. And I say to the kids, I say, who likes to see a good fight? And they, yeah, sometimes kids are like me. I'm like, guys, no. Um, <laughs> you got to turn your back, walk in another direction, talk about talking to an adult, uh, no laughing. We talk about, you know, you encourage the bully, you know, support the victim as opposed to the bully. And, you know, so that's, that's the overall goal of that book. I wrote a book called Never Give Up um, about a little girl. It's a fictitious, fictitious character. It's about childhood cancer. And, it, you know, the goal for this book is it teaches children how to, uh, first of all, for the reader, what a child with cancer goes through. That's number one. And number two, it's an inspirational book for a child that has cancer that kind of tells them to just keep on going but it lets them know the challenges that they're going to have along the way. Um, yeah. I wrote a book called ADHD, Can't Sit Still. And that okay. is that book was actually, um, I, I made some really nice connections with some individuals in the music industry. And there is okay. a boy, there's a young man right now, he's 21 years old, his name's Scott Isbell. And he is, I believe he has a song that's number one on SoundCloud right now. It's called Trumpified. He has a little catchy thing with Donald Trump. And he has oh, a lot okay. of music. Okay. And he said, I, I have ADHD. So we wrote this book. And in writing the book, it was to spread awareness about ADHD. So we basically went through Scott's childhood. And we talked about what it was like for him dealing with ADHD. And that book for the first couple months hit number one on uh, Amazon for new books in special oh. education. So, oh. and, you know, and what's nice with that is, you know, not only children that have it, but, you know, you have people who say, hey, I know this, I can, even if they don't have ADHD, they can identify with some of the, the characteristics. Um, yeah. More recently, I, I started uh, in April, I published a book. It's called Elijah's Story, Learning Strength and Compassion Through Cerebral Palsy. Um, it's about okay. a little boy from Auburn, Massachusetts, and he has um, quadriplegia and, and spasticity. And, you know, I met his mother through a mutual friend that uh, I, I used to teach in college, and she told me the story, and we wrote a book to help create awareness about cerebral palsy. So okay. that book hit number one for a couple months as well in special ed books on Amazon. And uh, those are the books that are published already. All right. So you have a very talented illustrator, looks like. Tell me about him. Well, uh, the first uh, couple books, I have an illustrator called Joseph, Joseph Engling. And okay. uh, he, he's, he's went on in a different direction. He just does okay. a tremendous job. He has, uh, he has great colors, color schemes in his, uh, in his pictures. He really brings these characters to life. Does a great yeah. job. Now, in my last two books, the ADHD can't sit still. One of my former college students, who was a graphic design major, illustrated the book. Uh, uh, Brittany oh, wow. Cotis and just did an absolute, absolutely tremendous job. Um, very gifted. And what's nice is walking through the project with the individuals. Uh, we kind of give the illustrators, you know, creative control and say, "Hey, this is what we're looking for. You go with it." And it, it's come out well. 
in my most recent book, in a future book that I've come in, I have another illustrator that's a former student, a uh, really, really strong art student, uh, Renee Mercer, who is doing a fabulous job as well. So I, I've been very fortunate to have great illustrators because, as I, I mean, I, I truly believe that pictures are what makes the words come to life. And if you don't have good oh, illustrators, I mean, a kid, I mean, I believe me, I remember reading books as a kid and I, I couldn't get to the pictures quick enough. Because that's what, it brings the whole story to life. If you don't have a good illustrator, I remember looking at books and I, I wasn't intrigued by the, the illustrations. I, I'd be turned off quite a, uh, right away. Well, that's true. And, you know, children are very visual, you know, and so it, it's very important to grasp their attention um, uh, to have that visual in front of them. Now, is there a message in your books uh, that you want the readers to grasp, a specific message? Well, every book that I do, it doesn't matter matter what uh, disability we're talking about, is we're trying to create awareness of the disability. And I truly believe that awareness leads to acceptance. And that is what yeah. we want, is we want everybody to be accepted. It's interesting when I – sometimes, I mean, words come to me quick. Once I have it, sometimes I digest it, but it's – at times, the uh, the titles of the, of the books are very difficult to come up with. Uh, Everyone yeah. Belongs took the longest to come up with. I just oh. couldn't think of a title. And probably a day or two before I was getting ready to publish it, I looked at EB and I was thinking of the acceptance, the awareness, and I came up with Everyone Belongs instead of Epidermolysis pelosa. And it just yeah. and it kind of wraps up what we want is we want, I you know, my vision is for all children to feel a sense of belonging. Yeah, that's very nice. Now tell me about your future projects. Well, I, more recently, I, uh, in, I live out in Massachusetts. There's a young boy named Jagger who is a tremendous young man. He's 13 years old. He has autism. And he went to a, the middle, a middle school, and he was singing a song uh, from the movie Frozen. So he gets up in front of the crowd, and you know, there's hundreds of students in, in, in the crowd from middle school. And, I, you know, I, I think, you know, I can remember when I was in middle school that, you know, there can be – kids can be tough and sometimes yeah. can be challenging. Well, he's singing the song, and he forgot the words. And, I mean, I, if you're up there, you forget the words of a song, you're talking. That can be the longest few minutes, seconds, or whatever. Yes. And if you, if you watch the video on YouTube, everybody in the audience – the students kept on singing the words and they cheered them on the rest of the way. So anything that we've learned in education, any books we write, whatever we tell kids, we couldn't do what those kids did on their own. They accepted this individual. So um, I, I worked with children with autism for years. Um, I, through a mutual friend, um, made a contact and, um, I, I work with a guy named Jimmy Kang, who he and I are working on some book projects together, and he made a nice connection with a okay. man named Nassim Oud, who uh, is just a fabulous, fabulous individual. And we made a connection with uh, Jagger's mother, Stacy. Three of us sat down. We had a great meeting, and we decided to come up with a project. And we've created a book series, uh, the first in the – the whole project is called Jagger's World of Autism. And the first book is called Will You Be My Friend? It is written. All the illustrations are done. Right now we, are, we have four more illustrations that need to be colored in, and it will be ready to be published. 
Um, we're getting a lot of buzz. Um, Jagger got a, I got 500, excuse me, 5 million hits on YouTube. And so it, it has went worldwide, and it's went worldwide with, uh, you know, showing acceptance. It's one of the greatest signs of acceptance I've seen in children. So our goal is to continue to educate and spread awareness about autism, and not just about autism, about everyone. And everybody I've met in this foundation, they're, they're all about spreading the news about all the children that I work with. In a couple of weeks, we're having, on June 11th, we're having a, a, a program it, we're, we're having a, a book a book event where it's a meet the author event, and I'm bringing all the children that I've written books on, and they're going to oh. be the heroes of the day, and they're going to sit and we're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about their stories, and we're going to highlight That's these nice. in front of all the children with autism. So it's going to it's going to be nice. It's going to be really really nice because you know as I say, these kids are heroes. They're kids that overcome obstacles at Actually, and I'm actually working with another uh, a former college student of mine. Her daughter, Ava, uh, her mother's name is Jess McGowan. Uh, Ava has a tracheotomy, which I, I know that uh, we, we have children with EB that have tracheotomies. Ryan has one as yeah. well. And this yeah. young lady is four years old, and she has had one since, excuse me, I, I believe she's six years old. She's had one since birth. So oh, wow. we have a project going there called Ava's story. Um, it, it's actually called uh, "Breathe Easy." Ava's uh, story of tracheotomies. Oh, so wow. that will, that that should be out in the fall as well. And I'm also working with uh, the Wake Up Narcolepsy Foundation on a. We're we're pretty close to completing a children's book to spread awareness about narcolepsy. Wow, that's a lot of projects coming up. That's fantastic. Yeah. Now tell everybody tell everybody how to find your you have a web store, Facebook page, how to contact you and all of that fun stuff. All right. Well you know, I have, I do have a website called Denisons.com where there are links to all of my books. And okay. I also you, you can find me on Facebook, um, at Denison S and each one of my I the six titles of my books, actually seven titles including Jaggers. Um, you can. I have uh, pages on Facebook for for those books as well. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Dennis Vaness One, and okay. where you can find me there as well. And I well. know you have a lot of followers. You have a lot of followers on Twitter. I just I was just looking at that the other day. You have yeah, quite a few followers on Twitter. You know, about hundred. I think it's like right around one hundred fifty thousand. And you know, it it's nice. That's good. I, <laughs> I, it, it, I you know I like to. I love Twitter because I, I every day I wake up and I, I see little I, I like to write little inspirational things and little messages and there's certain yeah. people that I, I follow around the world and I like to you know read the things that they say and it's kind of nice when they you know when they retweet you or like you because it means that they believe in some of the same things that you're saying so it you know it's you know it, it can be pretty yeah. catchy and it's and the nice thing about it is it's another way to spread awareness I mean social media years ago without it. You can only do so oh, yeah. much in with with social media yeah. out there today. You have many. I mean, look at this uh, podcast. You have an opportunity to yeah. reach people all around the world just through you know this conversation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I think uh, we're come a long way in just you know. I don't know how old you are, but back when I was in my late twenties, there was nothing, you know. And so just to see how far our society has come and with the social media, it's absolutely amazing. Now do you have any well, you know, uh last yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, it's interesting. I you know, I'm forty three, I have uh, in, in my children, they just 
they blow right by you with the technology because I mean, oh, I, I, I was in school. There was no such thing as a computer. When I was getting out of college, that's when the internet was just becoming a possibility. And it's, it's, and it's just, it's moving faster than us. And I think the older you are sometimes, so, you know, the more out of touch you are. So it's, it's, it's harder it is. And, and, you know, you have those people like my mom, for example, she's 79 and she's all over. She even has a website and she's on Facebook and everything, you know. Well, my dad, you're not going to catch him <laughs> mm-hmm. on Facebook or anything. So I guess it depends on the personality as well. Absolutely. But, um, it's, it's, so do you have any other, any last words of wisdoms or parting thoughts no well you know just in reference to children it's it's i i always try to send the message to children that you want to treat children the way you know you want to treat each other the way that you want to be treated and you know yeah. I, I i think it's very difficult growing up being being a child and yeah. you never know what somebody else is going through until you walk through their shoes and in, in particular vb i mean these children have a lot of obstacles and I, I just think, you know, it, there's nothing wrong with being nice to people. When you're nice to people, it, it, it opens doors. And, you know, I, I, I just love to see that. And, you know, and in the same event, you know, making sure that people are treated like human beings, no matter what yeah. the disability, uh, no matter what the race. It's, uh, you know, I just, I, I just want to see acceptance of all individuals. Absolutely, and smile when you see somebody different, right? I think oh, that is you, just you know what? And they say you kill somebody with kindness. You know, just always you smile, yeah. you know, just, hey, what you say to somebody, and, you know, people have bad days, and, you know, if you can try to turn somebody's day around and make it better, you've done your job. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, it was a pleasure having you, Dennis. Thank you so much for being my guest. And thank everybody for listening to Butterfly Talk. I wanted to remind everyone that this show is also available as a podcast on iTunes. So make sure to subscribe to it, and your shows will download automatically. If you would like to be a guest or if you have any idea for a future show to share or a future guest, please send me a message either on the Facebook page for the show, that is facebook.com slash butterflytalk, or the Block Talk Radio page for this show, uh, or at my email address, which is ebmama at gmail.com, e-b-m-o-m-m-a at gmail.com. Until next month, ciao. Bye, Dennis. Take care. Thank you. Thank you.